All righty. Welcome, everybody, to the brand new re... What's the word I'm looking for? Re... Revamped. Revamped. Re... Uh, rebooted Project Hot Take. So, uh, as always, I'm Abel Oza. Uh, with my host is, is Andres. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. So, the, we're Andres and I... Uh, we've been out of the pod game for a while just because life got in the way, whatever, we, but we wanted to get back in it just because I think we both agree that uh, we're probably into sports now more than we have been in a long time. So we have opinions to to give out uh, and just we just want to talk about it. So I, we just thought it would be a good idea to get everything up and running again. So we are going to use the moniker of Project Hot Take, uh, what Andres used to do before, um, but we're going to take it in a different direction, see what we can do. But yeah, it should be fun. Um, I'm excited to do this again. And uh, Andres, what are what are your thoughts about uh, potting again? Talking about sports. Uh, first, first uh, moment of moment of silence for Aaron and Justin. They're not dead. They're just not doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not dead. Um, at, at least not is it not um, at this moment. But it's funny because I feel like I feel like this is new, but I also feel like. I know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Well, except for getting your mic on, but besides oh, yeah. that, yeah. But no, this is, um, it'll still be under the, the NWO kind of umbrella thing. Cause I eventually want to get back to what we were doing, but this is a good way to kind of start back up and get the creative juices flowing and get creativity going and ideas. So, uh, yeah, we just, we wanted to get this back up, back up and running again. Hopefully we can do some other things as well, but for now uh, I'm pretty excited about what we have in store for the future. What um, obviously this is just um, the first episode, kind of like a test run. So whenever you write a TV show, there's a pilot, right? And you have to, that for that pilot episode kind of springs board you for springs board spring boards you to the rest of the first season, the rest of the series. So this is kind of what we're doing here. We're going to revamp. We're going to change. So we'll go from here, but yeah, we just kind of wanted to start this back up and, and get it going again. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really like what you guys are doing uh, the old style, but I'll tell you one thing, superhero movie fatigue is real, man. <laughs> it's like I- I've seen so much and I'm like, Well, it's I'm not even ready to do something. It's not even that. It's just there's so much of it. Um, and I don't even know if I'm necessarily fatigued, but there's a lot of it. Like I just started watching Miss Marvel uh before we started this. So mid- uh mid <laughs> mid Marvel or what? Yeah, mid. That's all right. Uh, I I finished Sea Hulk. That's all right. Um, but yeah, no, there's just a lot of it I can't catch up. But with my how life has gone uh, recently and and things have ha- are going, time has opened up a little bit for me to do this again. So I'm excited. Uh, that's enough of us. Uh, we need to move on uh, to what we're gonna do about or what we're gonna talk about in the podcast. So obviously, there's a lot of things going on uh, right now, or we're getting ready for a lot of things to start going. So we're gonna touch upon a lot of things, uh, talk about a few things, whatever, whatever. So, but yeah, welcome to Project Hot Take, where we're where we're right and you're not. Um, so I did promise Andres um, five interrupted minutes of Nuggets talk. 
So as soon as I stop speaking here in 10 seconds, you have five minutes. I have a timer here. You can let it rip, whatever you want. If you uh, you have now, go. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you got the uh, whole introduction out of the way. So uh, maybe I might not even need five minutes, but um, it's just <sighs> so the NBA season ended a couple months ago. And um, I remember when I was back on this podcast a couple years ago with Aaron and Justin, they would laugh in my face and tell me, oh, the one thing I can guarantee is a Nuggets championship was ever going to happen. And oh, my goodness, it fucking happened. Oh, man, I tell you, dude, it, it, it was it was one of the best experiences of my life, like watching a team that you rooted for your entire life when you were a kid and went through trials and trials and, you know, a bunch of failures and, and then finally seeing it happen, dude, it's, it's, it's great. And also you don't think that you're going to be off the hook because I know for one thing, you were the one, you were the one throwing the most asinine stuff at me um, throughout this entire thing. And I told you it was going to happen. You know why, you know why? Because I know this team more than anything. So that's where you get egg on your face on everything. You know, to the audience, Abel a couple of times was like, he's like, I know one thing is definitely for sure. I, he's like, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. And he's like, the Nuggets will never win a championship. And then look at him now. Look at him. Look at his dumb little face. I can see him through Zoom. Look at him. His mustache. And then so, and then obviously everything happened. You should have seen this guy. You should have seen this guy, Abel, during the Western Conference Finals. His his daddy LeBron, he was all hyping him up and saying everything just for the Lakers to get swept. The Lakers got swept. They got owned by a guy from Serbia. But I tell you, I told you it was gonna happen. I told you, I told you. I I, I was I ne- I never been more sure of anything in my life. Yeah, buddy. Okay. And guess what? One, we're not gonna win one. We're not gonna win two. We're not gonna win three. We're gonna win. Four or more, probably. So, yeah. That's all I have to say on that. I don't need five minutes. You know, okay. you know what happened. So I promised the other five minutes, but he gave me less about the Nuggets just because he he was right. They won. And uh, what can you say? Uh, they won. They're the best team in the league. And uh, I think that as long as Jokic keeps playing like that, I think they will be for a while. We'll see if they can, uh, other teams can, can load up and pack up with players and stuff. So, uh, but it's going to be tough to beat the Nuggets there. Is that what you wanted me to hear? Is that or it? wanted me to say? Is that it? No, no, no. Okay. Hold on. One more thing. And the funniest thing when, when they were, when they were injured the entire time, you're like, I always hear about this. The Nuggets are always not healthy. Why do I always hear about this? The last three seasons, they're never healthy. And then, I told you when they get healthy, they might win the finals. And guess what happened? Abel? The first season they were fully healthy, they won the finals. I told they did. You, Abel. They won. No, you're right. Michael Porter Jr.'s uh, back uh, held up for a little bit. And there you go. They won. You've always been a Michael Porter Jr. hater. But... Because he, you can't tell me uh, up until this season, he didn't live up to his expectations. Is it because he's Maga Porter Jr.? <laughs> I'm sure that has something to do with it. Yeah, uh, yes. So that you got your five minutes there. We're moving on to 
just we're just going to talk about for now what i want to do is keep everything broad kind of uh not be sent like hammered down on specific topics or whatever so just the next few minutes just what's been happening over the summer different topics i felt were interesting um if unless if you want to throw anything else that you want to talk about uh we can definitely do that but uh yeah, I just wanted to start talking about, uh, I guess right now we can call this news and random topics. The first thing I want to talk about, something that's been piquing my interest all summer is uh, so messy, huh? uh dude's been killing it and i know what the thing is it's like oh the mls like but some of the plays he's been doing man like he would make anybody look like an asshole uh no matter what league like there, there's a pass that he made the other day that like curved around three defenders uh it, it's just absolutely crazy what he's been doing uh granted it helped that uh, J- uh jordi alba is with inner miami as well uh sergio Bo- uh busquets uh who else came down there uh with Messi a few other players but they won the league's cup uh which is if you don't know it's the Mexican teams in the in the MLS teams playing a world style a world cup style tournament they won that they're in the finals of the US Open Cup which is uh America's version of the FA Cup all the teams can play um and they won their first MLS game they're in last place I thought that's going to be the situation much longer because uh, Messi, particularly Messi, uh, is just going to kick and going to take Miami, kicking and screaming to probably the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win, but uh, it's just been amazing to see what he's like a different guy. Like if you see him at PSG and you see him now, completely different guy. He hated PSG and he just seems so much happier to be in MLS. And I like I enjoy it. I, I tell you, man, um, PSG might have the worst fucking fan base of all time. Um, th- those people are, are really some of the biggest scums of the earth. So, um, <laughs> did you not see when he was when he was leaving that they were outside his house, like, and like when they, when Neymar was in the talks of, oh, we're gonna get into Neymar. That shit crushed me. But um, yeah, like they were like outside their houses, like mob style. And I was like, dude, these these fans don't deserve players like that, man. I tell you. Uh, they were the first they were like they were the first european team to really um like really dive into like the saudi money right so they used to be they weren't even like the best french team but they finally got all that money uh they were able to get players like neymar stuff like that but dude it didn't pan out at all like the goal was always to win champions leagues and the closest they got was in uh 2020 covid year and they lost to Bayern munich and that was yeah. as close as they got to the champions league and now every it fell apart neymar left messi left uh mbappe is going to leave here pretty soon to real madrid probably and um yeah it, it's falling apart because that like they like to say that barcelona's bankrupt fc it's psg like psg's like they don't know how to run their club they stink they gave all their money to mbappe and dude messi was miserable so i'm, I'm glad he left yeah, I mean, I mean, for the one thing that'll go, the one thing that'll really is the silver lining, is all the money they'll get from that Mbappe transfer. Because good lord, did you did you see that Al Hilal? That team like they offered like three hundred million dollars in a transfer fee. Yeah, like, my goodness. And then the contract they offered Mbappe. See, and me and we talked about this before. Like, instead of doing that on on a handful of players, put that money towards youth development, development, dude. And then you'll you'll see how 
how that league can take off with all that money, but you know, they're going to do what they want. So, yeah, I don't know what they'll do. Um, that's where it's at is, is youth development just because like the, like clubs know their pecking order. Right. So like the West Hams and the, you know, the North, the, um, the, uh, Brighton and Albion, those teams, like they know where they sit in the pecking order. So they develop their young, their young talent and then sell them to Chelsea and Arsenal and Man City and Man U, but they get these huge transfer fees. Right. And that's how they're able to keep the club afloat. Whereas like a PSG, like they didn't, they don't know how to manage their money. And I don't know, man, I don't, whatever. If the French league isn't even considered a top five league anymore, they, they, they do these calculations or whatever every year to determine how many leagues get, how many teams in champions leagues. And they fell to sixth and number five is now the Dutch league. So numbers, number one is premier league. Number two is La Liga. Number three is Italy. I think number four is Germany. And now number five is the Dutch league. So, so, um, yeah, that, that league is 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 a, what they call a, a farmer's league. Yeah, because they're going to win. Even if, like, Mbappe and all of them left, they're still going to win the league because they still have just the better talent. But, like, I mean, I don't know. It's Well, there was a year, league, there, there was a year they didn't win the league. It was probably, uh, what's that other team that's really good? Um, Monaco? Yeah. Well, and then, oddly enough, that's where Mbappe came. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. so so kind of transitioning for Messi, and we mentioned before Neymar left to the Saudi league uh, for a fuck ton of money. I forget the details, uh, but uh, I bring this up because Andres had a good uh, made a good point when when he first saw the news, and uh, just kind of tell him a little bit of how about how you felt about Neymar leaving. I mean, as with the Neymar jersey behind me, the PSG one, yeah. uh, Neymar was. Um, I remember when. I was, I was I remember I was a freshman in high school, and uh, that was whenever he was really starting to blow up with Santos, that club in uh, Brazil. Yeah, uh, I was like, dude, this guy's like eighteen years old, like tearing it up. Like, dude, like this guy's gonna be a superstar. And ever since then, man, and I followed Neymar throughout his career, and it, it's it's really disappointing to see a guy who really could have had it all. Like you're talking Messi Ronaldo status for the rest of his career. And it's really hard to see that he'll never be there. At age 31, playing in the Saudi League, like, I don't know, man. It, it, it crushed me to my core. I was sad for a couple of days because it really sucks to see a player of that caliber never hit his potential. And a lot of people on Twitter, the discourse, a lot of people on Twitter hit, hit the nail on the, on the head. They're like, he was really the prince that never became the king. Like, it's 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 bad. It was it was bad for me, man. It, it really broke me when I saw that he was going to the Saudi league. Yeah, man, it sucks. I just think it was a combination of PSG sucking so much and uh, the money that Saudi the Saudi Arabian league is uh, handing out to players. And the scary thing about the Saudi league is they have so they're really not wanting to turn a profit, right? So, like a lot of these leagues, they like they have they pinch every penny to stay afloat. Um, but in the Saudi league, they really have enough money. They're trying to bring all the eyes of the world to Saudi Arabia to to sports wash all this all the shit that they've done, and they don't care if they turn a profit. They are willing to pay. I, I pulled it up. Neymar ninety million dollars for two years, uh, ninety eight million dollars American, ninety euro uh, for two years, just so he can go play at Al Al Hilal and 
man, dude, like it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard, especially like Neymar and them. They grew up poor, and if you give them ninety million dollars, I know they have money now, but if you're telling them they have money where their kids, kids, kids won't have to work, you know what I mean? Like it it's hard mm-hmm. to turn down. But <laughs> MLS did it well with Messi, man. They 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 gave him a um, a cut of the team, so he's like part owner. He has a deal of the Apple uh, subscription for MLS League Pass, which has already increased like. 2.5 times the subscriptions just when he came over here internet uh came to the mls international subscription so like he was able to get his money but for him to turn down what was it like a billion dollars for two years or whatever like that's nuts man yeah that's 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 uh, crazy but that's what they were like, offering I'm- mbappe for a year if you count the actual transfer fee that they have to pay mm-hmm. psg and the amount of money they were willing to pay him all in all would have been a billion dollars for one year yeah, and, and I'm glad uh, Mbappe didn't take that bait because, you know, you don't know how sketchy those guys are in Saudi Arabia. They might just pull something to where he might not ever leave or something. But Neymar um, has to be careful, man. They have very strict rules about partying, and that's another thing with him is that that's why he kind of didn't hit his potential because just like Ronaldinho, just like uh, just like uh, Giovanni Los Santos, those guys didn't reach their potential because, dude, they love to party, and they love that other shit besides what's on the pitch. And like that's Neymar, dude. He loves to party, so they have a lo- they have strict rules about that shit. So he's got to make sure that everything's on the up and up with the the Saudi pre- uh, king pr- or Saudi crown prince. Because uh, yeah. if not, they won't. I don't know what they'll do to Neymar, but they gonna lock his ass up for life. But <laughs> but yeah, it was crushing. But I mean, I'm not gonna go out of my way and watch the fucking Saudi league. I don't think I there mean, you can even if you wanted to. Yeah, I think mean, I could. But yeah, it was really crushing. But I mean, it would it just really sucks to see a guy at his at his age um, be in the side elite. But I do have a question: um, what better career, Gareth Bell or Neymar? If we're talking trophies, Gareth Bell, because he won like three Champions Leagues. Uh, he won. Uh, what else did he win? He won all those secondary trophies, like you know that the UEFA winner plays the uh, what's the other one? The Champions League plays the the Europa League, and then the the World the Club World Cup, and he won a lot of those trophies. But he actually played a lot of uh, impactful plays in those uh, as well. Like he had a great goal in one of the. Uh, the Champions League is against Liverpool. Um, he he was the I know it's the MLS. I love the MLS, uh, but he had the the game winning goal uh, for LAFC when they were in the MLS Cup two years ago. It, uh, to me, it has to be Gareth Bell. Like, if you're going trophies, yeah, yeah I, I think when it comes to because there's, there's two different things, career and as a player, career. Yeah, it's Gareth Bell. But when you talk about uh, an overall player, it's Neymar because. When you when you talk about pure skill and like talent, I think it's Neymar by far. But if they if they want to if Brazil want to choke back in twenty what four twenty fourteen, yeah, uh, and they lost you know seven to one in the World Cup, and they would have at, like at least reached the finals if not won it. It's a different argument because Neymar would have brought a World Cup to Brazil. But uh, yeah, I don't. I think I would take Gareth Bell's career. Yeah, easily. And then even this past World Cup, like Brazil, they were the favorites. Them and Argentina were like neck and neck. And then 
yeah, they completely choked. And I mean, it it, it just sucks. It is Still what it anymore. is. All right, we so, will skip this that one uh, because we'll talk about that later. So I uh, will talk about that one later too. We'll skip this one. So there's some discourse. I, I just wanted to get your opinion on this. So there was discourse online about uh, Noah Lyles, the track, the track runner, uh, yeah. about how in track and field you can really call yourself a world champion because you race against from every the best in the world. Where he specifically called out the NBA that they call themselves a world champion even though they don't play the rest of the world. What I have my opinion on it. What's your opinion on it? Um, I mean, the more I thought about it, the more he okay. So there's a difference between like he, he's technically right, like he is technically right, but at the same time, it's like, dude, do we really have to figure out what's going to happen if the Denver Nuggets go and play the some fucking team in Croatia? Like, dude, like, like, come on, like, let's be real. The Nuggets are going to win by a hundred points. Like that's not something we have to really figure out, and it's like the pe- the best competition is in the United States, and no matter what team is playing against a, an overseas team, the NBA team is gonna win no matter what. Like I can't believe we even have to discuss that. That's not that's not even a thing that is 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 a discussion or or a debate. Like it's not even close. But I, mean, I guess technically he's right, but at the same time it's like, dude, like you have to understand, like. It's it's the NBA and it's not even close. I do not like like that tweet I sent you. It's like, oh, yeah. we can't really determine if Jokic is the best player in the world because he hasn't played some dude in fucking Ethiopia. Yeah, like, come on. So the more I've thought about it, too, you're right. He's technically correct. But this is what I this is what I tweeted out. This basketball discourse is tiresome. Let's have the Charlotte Hornets, not even the Denver Nuggets, play McKeep Tel 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 Aviv or CSK Moscow and see how that goes for those European teams. Like it's not even close. Yeah. Now, would I like to see something like that? Yes, I think that'd be cool. I've always thought that be, basketball lends itself to be international as international as soccer, right? If, the, if Europe can build a good infrastructure where they want, where they can you imagine if they build something strong enough to where like Jokic wants to stay in Serbia or if like Giannis wants to stay in Greece or uh Luca wants to stay in uh uh where's he from? Slovenia. Slovenia. Uh, I think that'd be cool. But yes, it's it's technically not a world champion, but it's the best team in the world. Like, there's no other team in the world that could go best of seven with the Nuggets. Any playoff team I would put up against Real Madrid or Barcelona or uh, what's some other good basketball teams. Uh, Tel Aviv is a good basketball team. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, I know that's where a lot of these players first start off of uh, as or playing in, but they always end up in the NBA. Like yeah, Victor Wembanyama came over here, right? So like, yeah. um, I think it'd be cool. I have a I have a conspiracy theory actually. I think he said that because <laughs> David Stern talked to him and he's like, "Hey, like, I want you to uh, cause a hubbub about this, and it'll start the discourse, and then we can start like maybe we can make a postseason tournament like a uh, like a World Cup, but with with clubs." You know that mid-season tournament they added? They just should make just where like European, European teams come. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I mean, but I, I doubt, I doubt Adam Silver conspired with some random fucking 
Olympian. Run. I know. Like, Look, I man, it. conspiracy theories have gotten so out there. Like, can I have this one, this little one, please? The one that and doesn't then, hurt anybody. Yeah, but, but it'd be cool. It'd be cool I mean, to see, it'd be cool to see international stuff because honestly, though, like internationally, basketball's gotten so much better. The competition you have Spain, you have uh, Serbia is pretty good. Uh, who else is pretty good? Um, uh, Australia can be pretty good. Like, there's a lot of international teams, and like, I don't know. I I think I don't think it's in the NBA's best interest to develop in basketball outside of it that's not nba right so if you do want international basketball you want it to be the nba because you don't want these players like victor Wembanyama, Giannis, and them to stay there right you want them here because that's the best league but um i think it'd be very interesting to have like a soccer landscape for basketball where you do have like a champions league where you have uh the denver nuggets and you know barcelona from spain and csk moscow from russia and makab tel aviv from uh from israel they're a pretty good basketball team uh there's a couple pretty good ones from the turkish league that you know whatever so i think that'd be really cool but in the foreseeable future it's going to be the nba and i think by title alone he's he's right like they're not world champions but just by the quality of basketball like they are the best team in the world yeah like I mean, it's it's really not even close. Like, I mean, maybe in the next in the next millennium we'll see. But I mean, right now but, it's just the NBA, and it and it it will be the most successful team in the Euro League is Real Madrid with eleven titles. Yeah, dude, and I mean, respect to them, but they're gonna get smoked by a mid-level NBA team. Like, well, what what if it was a year that Luca was on the team? I mean, Luca Prime right now, or like Luca, seventeen years old. Well, Luca said that Europe was harder, harder to score in, anyways. Well, I mean that's fair, but like it feels Luca seventeen going against the twenty sixteen Warriors. Like, come on, like let's be real. Yeah. So these are just some teams that have won the Europa League uh, basketball. Uh, Real Madrid, C with eleven, CSK Moscow with eight, Maccabi Tel Aviv with six. Panathinaikos six, Varasi five, Olympiacos three, Barcelona two. Yeah, some of these European soccer clubs also have like their whole athletic thing. So they have basketball teams. They have basketball teams. They have now they have a lot of women's teams. So they they kind of do quite a few things. So yeah, the team that won last year was Real Madrid. Monaco. Yeah, they won the third place game. They beat Barcelona. Um. Milan. So yeah, there's I mean, basketball is real popular in Europe. So as long as they keep developing their players, man, it, it it'll be fun. Uh but yeah. And they all get and they all get smoked by the Houston Rockets. So yeah. <laughs> Have you been watching any of the Probably. FIBA World Cup? Yeah, um, I've been seeing uh dude, the thing I hate the dude. Don't get me don't don't get me started on Austin Reeves and that fucking the, the hype machine that he is, man. I can't stand it. Why? But, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's just, if he wasn't a Laker, nobody would talk about him. Literally nobody. What do you mean? But since he's a Laker. Austin Reeves. Like, I can't stand how, how overrated people, like, people overrate him so bad. It's not even funny. If you wouldn't be saying, saying that if he was a Nugget. Hmm? You wouldn't be saying that if he was a Nugget. Well, yeah, because he's a Nugget. Then I love him. But then... If, you if just he, hate him because 
You just hate him because he's a Laker. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I fucking hate the Lakers. If he was on any other team. Hey, guess what happened, Nabel? We swept him. Get over it. Yeah, it's, football, it's football season. Yeah, it is, it. baby. Let's talk about the fourth most important sport in this country, basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love basketball. But, yeah, I haven't been watching any of the FIBA World Cup. I've been keeping tabs on it. Like, I'll go check the the standings and stuff. And I, you could honestly say the U.S. sent, like, I don't know, a B team. Uh, and they're see. still going to win it all. You see? Like, they're still going to win it all probably. I know they sent Jalen Brunson. Um, Mikhail Bridges. Let me see. Austin Reeves. Bob Austin Reeves. Banquero. Did you hear how Italy felt betrayed? That he thought he was going to play with them? No. Um, but he's Italian. He's like, like his mom's Italian, I think. Or his dad yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But, I mean, he, he's he's from Washington, I think. Yeah. But yeah. in international roles, you can play, I think, up until, like, your grandparents' lineage, I think, depending. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he, he could have easily played for Italy, but he's not yeah. going to. Uh, yeah, Paolo Bonchero, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Ed- Edwards, Brennan Ingram, Jaron Jackson, Cam Johnson, Austin Reeves, Bobby Portis, Walker Kessler. Yeah, that's like a B-minus team. Yeah. What's his name? He's playing for the Philippines. Um, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like when guys do that. Cool. Yeah, I do too. Like uh, cats playing for the Dominican Republic. I like that. Mid. Yeah. They've won both of their games. I don't know. Or who? Who else plays? Uh, Ben Simmons is Australian, but he's not playing. He's not so. playing. Uh, Giannis isn't playing. Uh, his other brother's brother is Thanis. Thanis. Thanis is Uh huh. And then who else is playing? Jokic isn't playing for Serbia. Who else is playing? Um, somebody was playing for Puerto Rico. I think I can't remember. Yeah, but oh, there's a there's quite a few yeah. NBA players. Yeah, I'm telling you, if if. If Canada gets all their guys playing, dude, they might. Canada had dude. a pretty good team, actually, if I remember right. Let me see. Canada. Jamal, Jamal Murray didn't commit. He he didn't play, but he was practicing with them. But, dude, if they get their full squad, holy crap, Canada's going to be really good. Shea. Uh, let's see who's playing on this team. They kill Walker Alexander. Yeah. Uh, Lou Dort. Alexander Walker, Shea, uh, let's see, Dwight Powell, R.J. Barrett, Kyle Alexander, Kelly Olenek, Zach Eddy, the senior from Purdue, Phil, Dylan Brooks, bum. But, yeah, if they could get everybody going, like – And right now they're they're missing Jamal Murray and Andrew Williams. Yeah, so they'd be like, nice, yeah, dude. If if anybody's going to give a U.S. a run for their money for, like, gold medals and stuff, it's it's Canada. And they still got guys that are coming out here soon. So yeah, Canada's, Canada's gonna be really good. Um, dude, can you believe the Olympics are like two years away already? Crazy, huh? Yeah, just because they were pushed back for COVID, they were supposed yeah. to be in twenty twenty. They were in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Though they're next year. Holy oh, shit! Next summer. Jeez. Damn. Okay. All right. Maybe well, that's why some players opted out 
this summer. So yeah, so they can play for the Olympics. Um, all right. Well, no, that does it. Is was there any topic that you're dying to dying to talk about? No, that's pretty good. Okay, good. All right, so we missed it by a week. The plan was to record last week, but I didn't want to do two shows in like five days, so we decided. And it's week zero, literally nothing. Ex- I mean, I watched as much as I could because I fucking love college football, but I didn't get to watch uh, all of it. But I was excited, even though none of it really meant anything. I only got one real takeaway from last week, and that is that uh, USC is going to be ass because they can put up 100 points, but they're going to give up 101 points. Dude, their defense is hot garbage. So bad, dude. <laughs> and you think they learned. They got they got uh, walloped by uh, Utah last year. And if yeah, all they needed they to do was beat Utah, and they were going to make the playoff. And they, they didn't. And they kept the defensive coordinator, whatever, whatever. I think that was the only real thing of consequence. The only other thing is I thought UTIP was going to be better. They are not. Uh, we'll get into that, but, uh, but yes, huh? Uh, there, there, there's a trip in there sometime next year. Utah plays Nebraska. Do they really? In Nebraska. Huh? We're going to have to go to that. I wanted to go to, I want to go to El Paso this year uh, for a game, uh, just cause I've never been. And I hear the tokens there get, they get crazy. So dude, I I couldn't. So the two times, uh, since I've been keeping an eye on UTEP football since I married Jasmine, or since I've been with Jasmine, the two times they had national tele- nationally televised games, like primetime, like during the season, not week zero. Uh, the, so many, the El Paso was turned upside down. I couldn't imagine them being a good program because, dude, that city were burned down to the ground. Like the last <laughs> time was the last season they had a nationally televised game against somebody, or no, it was two years ago when they made a bowl game. And they caught these people fucking on the back of a truck while everybody was tailgating. So that became a huge story on campus and around town. And uh, before that, it was uh, Handjob Hill. I don't know if you've ever heard of that video, but it was like live on TV. And some girl was giving a guy a handjob while they were like playing the game and stuff. So, yeah, UTIP can't do like I think that there's a there's a reason why they, they can't be good is because they burn El, Pas- El Paso down to the ground. Um, what's the address of Handjob Hill? Just ask me. <laughs> It's it's there on the football field, so three two purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. But I want to go there. But anyways, transitioning to me, this is the best time of the year. I fucking love college football. I would probably say, even after I, I got to see how it's going to see seem in five years, just because all this conference realignment. Um, I'm not a big fan of what makes college football so fun is regionality right so like you have the west coast teams you have the east coast teams you have the team in the south in the mid in the plains whatever uh that's changing a lot um but as of right now still my favorite sport in the world i would say that my favorite team overall is the broncos but the most time i invest in something when it's not even my favorite team it's college football i'll watch hawaii nevada at new at midnight um just because it's football you know and and i fucking love college football so um, we're going to talk a little bit about football, uh, college football, give our predictions, uh, be very Homer about our picks because I know that's about to happen. But I guess I never got your thoughts on conference realignment. What are your general thoughts on on that and what do you um, think? 
at first, so okay, okay, so there was like there was like stages of it where like the Big Twelve was getting all these schools like Cincinnati, UCF, BYU. I thought that stage of it was really cool because, dude, this year I'm so excited to see the new Big Twelve, and this year only because obviously next season those two losers, OU and Texas, leave you. So, dude, I'm telling you, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do in the SEC. Well, even before like, that, they're let- gonna get. Well, no, yes, yeah. so I, I, I if they don't win a conference title this year, I don't think they're going to win it next year or anytime soon. But no. I'm actually really excited for the Big 12 next year as well because you're bringing in the Pac-12 teams like Utah and the two Arizona schools in Colorado. So that's going to be exciting because I think it's going to – I think top to bottom, it's going to be the most competitive conference, and I think it's going to be the most fun to watch just because no. like – it's going to be crazy, dude. Like, that's the reason why yeah. the Big 12 is going to stay alive in this all of this alignment is because they're going to be the most competitive where there's going to be different conf- conference winners every year. It's going to be just mayhem, teams beating each other all the time. You might have, like, a two- to three-loss conference champion. It's just going to be crazy. And I'm going to enjoy watching that every week. Now, am I a fan that there's going to be a big a Pac-12 anymore? No. Conference realignment at this stage now sucks because it's all driven by TV money. Like, the reason why Florida State wants to leave the ACC is because they see how much money, like, Rutgers and Vanderbilt are making when they're half – at half the football program that Florida State is. So Florida State wants to leave the ACC for more money. And that's what's pushing conference realignment. And it has since Nebraska and Missouri left because I don't blame them for wanting to leave because of the amount of money that Texas was making compared to them in the Big 12. But um, now it's for sure like super money driven. And it sucks because Pac-12 after dark was a lot of fun. But um, on the other hand, just after you know, you heard the news that Texas and OU were leaving. Everybody had the Big Twelve, you know, dead on arrival, and that they weren't going to move on. And they're in a strong position right now, man. And the reason I feel that way is because if the if the Big Twelve would have disbanded just even a couple years ago, I don't even know if that's the case now. Maybe maybe K State gets swallowed up because they're a conference winner, and I think they're becoming a bigger brand. But if this happened a couple years ago. Case they would have been relegated to the Mountain West, you know what I mean, and that would have sucked. Um, yeah. But now they're in a position now where if they they if they can be the team that fills that void of Texas and Oklahoma leaving, you know, being a, a perennial like conference, uh, at least championship contender, um, you know, Slow if down there, the, huh? Slow down there, brother. Slow well, down. you don't you don't know that, anyways. But I'm getting ahead of myself. But yes, but. Uh, that's why I'm I'm of two minds of this conference realignment, but um, yeah, I'm gonna miss a lot of the the rivalries and stuff from from previous conferences. It's just the whole Texas is all you think, dude. They're gonna lose to like Ole Miss, and they're gonna lose to Texas A&M. They'll probably lose to Vanderbilt, you know. So it's like I don't know. I, I don't see them winning an SEC title at all. Like not even close. But. I don't know. It's, I, I feel like I'm not a big fan of realignment and conferences and college football. Just, dude, if, if everything would have stayed perfectly, Nebraska, Missouri, Colorado would still be in the Big 12 and college football would be the same like it was 10 years ago. So, or 15 years ago, but whatever, you know. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's becoming more like the NFL as far as like how it's played. 
Because um, then you're going to have like Oregon fly out to Rutgers or fly out to Northwestern. You know what I mean? Like that's going to suck, but we'll see. We'll see how I mean, my fan, I'll see how my fandom takes me in five years. But right now I'm still really excited. In 10 years, it's just going to be an East versus West, like big, two big conferences. So probably. Whatever. And then even between that divided up into divisions and then those divisions are probably just conferences anyways. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't make sense. Anymore. We'll see. But um, the idea, the the spirit of, of college sports is still there, college football. So for now, I'm excited. But um, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk some previews, break it down conference per conference. Just real quick, we're not going to sit here for four hours and do it. But uh, yeah, no. So um, what uh, – let's see. What do you ex- – as far as like the season in general for college football, what are you expecting like a pretty crazy season? Like are we going to see a repeat again? Uh, for a national champion, like just what are you expecting going into the season? Um, I'm expecting a pretty normal season. Uh, I don't think there's gonna be any crazy things going on. Um, there won't be I another TCU. We'll, no, I, we definitely won't see a, a, the TCU of this, this year. No, we, we definitely won't see any of that. Um, I do believe there's gonna be a three peat. So, spoiler alert for our our for our prediction for four. But yeah, it's just the. the I'm actually expecting a lot of craziness. Um, I think some teams are going to be better than they are. And I think some teams that are predicted or projected to do well are going to not do so well, just because I feel like there's at least one team every year, right. That doesn't live up to the expectations, but I have a couple of them. So we'll start in the pack 12. This is the last year of the pack 12. Um, as we know it, just because this started last season or last off season when UCLA and UNC and USC decided that they're going to leave for the Big Ten, which makes zero sense to me. Um, and then there was no TV deal. So the story behind that is so the Big 12 on average gets paid about like 30 to 33 million dollars per school per year uh, with their TV contracts, right? The SEC and the Big Ten average about like 40-something million dollars, right, uh, a year for their TV deals. What the Pac-12 wanted was $50 million a year per school for TV rights, more than the SEC, more than the Big Ten. ESPN said, no, thank you. Uh, so then after that happened, they couldn't, they couldn't get a TV deal. So what that started the process of ucla usc leaving they left colorado left that gave everybody else cold feet oregon and washington left which then forced uh arizona arizona state utah to leave so there's only four teams that are gonna be there technically next year which is cal stanford washington state and oregon state but they're already talking about cal and stanford joining the acc which again doesn't make any sense so the pac-12 is basically no more um, they're gone. There's not going to be a conference anymore unless they decide to absorb a lot of the, the Mountain West teams, but we'll see. Anyways, so with this being the last year of the of the Pac-12 as we know it, who are you predicting to uh, to win uh, the last edition of the, the Pac-12 championship? I mean, it's pretty obvious to me, even though they had trouble with one team last year, uh, it's going to be USC. I think they're going to come out as a winner. I have an upset. So I think USC is going to make the championship game. I think one team that did very well last year, I think they ended up winning their bowl game. 
uh, last year. They're ranked this year. I think they're ranked one spot ahead of K-State. Let me check. No, they're actually two spots behind. But I think it's very poetic that the t- one of the two teams getting left out of conference alignment is going to win the last Pac-12, and that's Oregon State. Oh. Oregon State's going to win it this year. Yeah. They were pretty good. They were pretty good last year. Uh, they got uh, the old uh, Clemson quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Ugo Alele. Oh, uh, DJ Uyunglele. Yeah, yes. So he's at Oregon State now. Um, the pressure of Clemson, I don't think, will travel with them to Oregon State. Um, I think they're going to do well. They don't have to blow everybody out of the water. They just have to win their, their the North Division, and then they get USC, and I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to be a surprise team, and I think they go to the, the last traditional Rose Bowl. Ooh, that's, I, I like it. I like it. I, I mean, I don't hate that prediction. They were, they were pretty solid last year. Do you have a, a disappointing team for this year's Pac-12? Well, um, I mean, when disappointment only because a lot of people are talking about them because obviously the new head coach. I know where you're going, yeah. Colorado. It's Colorado. And I get it that that sounds stupid because they won one game last year, but it's going to be Colorado because, dude, I'm going to get into it later when we talk about the Big Ten, but, like, I, I think – it, it, it's going to take more than like these certain transfers and like Travis Hunter, obviously the number one player in his class. It's going to take more than that for them to, to even make a bowl game. And I don't want to hear nothing about Deion Sanders' son. He hasn't proven that he can play at the division one level as a quarterback. So we'll just see. I think they're going to disappoint uh, really. Um, they're definitely going to disappoint their hype. What would be a disappointment if they won one game last year? Are you considering like not making a bowl game a disappointment? Yeah, because dude, they're hyped up bad. I gotta stay off Twitter, man. It, it's it enrages me sometimes, but um, yeah, it's um, the way that they're getting hyped up on Twitter by all their dumbass fans. Um, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're gonna be a disappointment. Okay, um, I'm going the other way actually. I I think Washington's going to be a disappointment team. I know a lot of people are riding their wieners this year with Michael Penix. Uh, you know they're expecting him to be pretty good, but I just don't think that they were kind of disappointing last year. I still think they're not going to be very good this year. Um, I just think they have their eyes towards the Big Ten next year, making that move, and I just don't think they're going to be very good this year. Yeah, um, my, my, don't sleep on Michael Penix, man. That guy's going to be. <laughs> I'm sure he's an NFL quarterback, but I just don't. I just don't think they're going to be very good. And they'll still make a they'll still make a bowl game or whatever, just like they did last year. Uh, I think they lost their bowl game. No, they beat Texas in their bowl game. I think, if I remember right. But I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. But I just don't think they're going to be as good. Like people are saying, like they could be like the Pac-12 champion, like Final Four contender. I just don't think they're going to be that dude. They could be where Oregon State's going to be. You never know. Maybe. Um, and who's your surprise team? Um, who that's, that's a good one in the Pac 12. Um, you know, I, I even, even though this team hasn't made a lot of noise, I think Oregon's gonna be pretty good this year. Um, Bo Nix is gonna be there, obviously. Have you seen all the advertisement um, they've done for him? Yeah, yeah, I know they, they, they've done a lot for him, but I mean, I, I think the this is gonna be his last year, so um. You know, I, I think he's good. he's gonna leave Oregon on a good note. So I think they're gonna be pretty good. 
Okay. Um, my surprise team actually is Colorado. I think they make a bowl game. No. Yeah. No. Go be a fan of Colorado. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Um, okay, moving on to the SEC then. Will Georgia three-peat? You, uh, I, I, we're talking conference now. Do you think they at least win the conference? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be the SEC champions. They have such a soft schedule, like – it makes me mad. They're gonna run. They're gonna run college football for years. Has well, that brings me to my next point. Have, have they surpassed Alabama as the marquee program in the SEC? Uh, if if they three P, yes. They have to three P. What what if they lose in the in the semifinal? I mean, didn't Bama repeat? They repeated no. Not three P did. I don't think. No, but I mean, hey. If you three-peat, then that's more than Alabama's done in college football. So I definitely would say they would be. But I don't know. Alabama has such a history because, I mean, who knows, dude? They could win the next two national titles. Alabama can't. So definitely don't sleep on them. But I think for now, it's definitely going to be Georgia. All right. So who do you have in the championship game? Who do you have winning? Uh, So I had trouble because, dude, I, I really think Texas A&M is going to be good this year. Are they supposed to be I, the team this year that they were last year? The, every, you know, they were the number one recruiting class of yeah, all time yeah, or whatever. I, I get it, I get it. But those, those, they were freshmen. Now they're a year older. But they had a bunch I'm, of transfers, man. No, they, they had two five. So they had eight five stars, only two of them transferred. So that's still leave six. And I think, I, I think A and M is going to be surprising. But I don't know if I want to put them in the SEC title game. I mean, just to just for my safe, just to play it safe, it's going to be Alabama and Georgia, and then I got Georgia. That's exactly why if I have Georgia and Alabama, because uh, they don't play each other, I don't think, in the regular season. And Georgia has such a soft schedule. They have, like, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, uh, all the SET, SEC teams that play, like, the Citadel Week 9. Um, and the, I think the only hiccup they might have is they have a new quarterback, right? Because you don't know how that pans out sometimes. But I think they have the talent around them to, to be all right, especially the defense. Yeah, um, I, th- I think they're always going to be good on defense. No, their defense is going to be solid all the time. But, yeah, I was surprised when they saw that they named uh, Carson Beck the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I, I was really looking forward to uh, uh, Vandergriff because he was a really high title recruit. But, I mean, hey, Kirby Smart makes his decisions. Yeah. When and you go to just, when you go to school like Georgia, like, you have to expect almost that that can happen, right? Because they're bringing so much talent that, like, you could, you could be promised a starting spot. But, like, if you don't earn it, like, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, and like uh, I'll say this fast because that kind of brings me to one one point is like um, there is a whole thing with Georgia and the number one recruit and this in this year's class twenty twenty four with Dylan Rayola. You know he was the kid who was considering Nebraska, the, the legacy recruit. I, I don't know. I feel like a part of me feels like if he goes to Georgia, he's just another five star. But if he goes to Nebraska, he's the five star. I don't know. I feel like I feel like a lot of players should really think about that most of the time. You know. I think that's changing because of NIL. A lot of players do tend to go to other places, right? There, a lot of players are still going to go to those big schools because they have a lot. They have a lot to offer. But I think some of those players are going to be starting to peel back and stay home or go elsewhere uh, because, yeah. like NIL deals and stuff, can do that. So, and who who knows? Maybe he goes. He's he'd redshirted or he doesn't play and he he decides to go to Nebraska. You don't know, right? So, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just like man. Because he's a legacy recruit, his dad played for Nebraska, and it's like, dude, if you come here, you're gonna be the highest five-star recruit of all time. 
And it's like, dude, you're going to have that program in the palm of your hands. Like, all the resources are going to go to you and everything. And, like, when you go to Georgia, you're just another five-star guy who's in a locker room full of them, you know? Yeah. That's why I really appreciate what Avery Johnson is doing. Like, he could have gone to a lot of schools. He decided to stay home. And that dude is getting NIL money left and right. They just announced that all the linemen are getting – there's a place in Manhattan that cuts uh, Wagyu beef, right? Oh, it, all the linemen got it and Avery Johnson. You know what I mean? So it's just like he's getting that money and he stayed at home. You know what I mean? So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how recruiting goes uh, in the next few years, especially with realignment, all that stuff, so championships. But who's your disappointing team in the SEC? Uh, LSU. Same, same. I, that's the same team I have, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, I'm looking at your stuff that you put in. I mean, I, it was either between LSU and um, – Dude, I, I, I don't believe in the Spencer Rattler stuff at South Carolina. That That's my surprise but, team because I do. Okay. I think last yeah. year they ended up on a high note. They beat Clemson. They beat Tennessee – Granted, I don't think Hendon Hooker was playing by then. He might have been. I don't remember. Uh, but they beat a couple good teams there towards the end of the year. And from what I was reading from uh, Spencer uh, Spencer Rattler, like he is determined to be back, you know, in Heisman talk like he was at Oklahoma, things like that. So um, I think they're going to be a surprise team. They have an early test. South Carolina plays North Carolina. at the That's where game day is this week. Um, so – um, we'll see. That'll be a big test because I think North Carolina is a top 20 team or something like that. So, um, that should be a good game. One. They got the number two quarterback in the draft. So Can you believe some people say one? Ah, uh, it's Caleb. Caleb, Caleb Williams is one. And then yeah. it's Drake May. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Tennessee was going to be in my disappointment just because I don't know. I feel like Tennessee every year is hyped up. And, and the only time they really lived up to it was last year. Last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm comfortable saying South Carolina as a disappointment. And then my surprise uh, is – no, wait, sorry. LSU, my disappointment. And then my surprise um, – wait, 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 hold on. I got that mixed up. Sorry. Tennessee, my surprise. And then LSU, my disappointment. Sorry, yeah. Okay. But then, I don't know. Tennessee is always hyped up every year, and they disappoint. So I'm not too confident on them being my surprise team. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I just think from all the things I've I've seen in Red from LSU, like they're having constant fights at practice. Um, what's his face from Notre Dame? Um, Brian. Um, why am I forgetting his name? The head coach, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. I just don't think he's that. I just don't think he's that guy. Like at Notre Dame, he had a it's different. Notre Dame's different than the SEC. Like it takes a different type of coach. And I just don't think he's that coach. So I just don't know. Like I know last year they finished strong. They beat Alabama. They went to the, the SEC championship game. Um, I get all that, but I just, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't think they're them. You're not him, pal. Um, no, okay. Not, um, now that I'm looking at it. Okay. I, I can't, I'll change it. Disappointing team stays the same. LSU surprise team, Texas A&M. Yeah, okay. That's I'm a good one. I'm, I'm, okay. like, I'm, like, I'm liking that in. Okay. 
Um, all right. So we have the ACC. They're the next conference that we're going to talk about. And also the next conference that is really on shaky legs as far as conference realignment, because Florida state wants out. They see all the money that Rutgers and Vanderbilt and all these other lesser schools are making. And they're like, Hey, like we're a premier college football and we're making a fraction of what Rutgers is making. Like that doesn't, that doesn't sit right with us. So they're looking for a way out. Well, that's going on. ACC wants to expand at Cal Stanford and SMU to the ACC. They want to expand um, because they, they hear that if they expand, they'll bring more TV revenue that might keep Florida state, whatever. Uh, this is also the first year that they don't have divisions anymore. So the, the coastal and the Atlantic uh, conferences are no more. It's just like the big, the big 12 used to be just the top two teams are going to the finals. Um, and the big team this year that has hype is Florida state. Like Florida state supposed to be really good this year. They had a lot of pundits have them predicted to finish first. Some of them even have them going to the playoffs. So uh, who do you think is going to end up winning the, the conference? Um, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like we've, Because, okay, I know a lot of people are high on Florida State um, because they're supposed to – we're talking about the ACC, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are high on Florida State um, because their their roster does really look good. Um, But I don't know, man. I I think – you know, and uh, I feel like I always pick Clemson. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Florida State. So am I. Um, as weird as it's gonna sound, they're gonna win my comp. They're gonna win the ACC, but they're also gonna be my disappointing team of the ACC because I think they're gonna win the ACC with like two to three losses, and they're not gonna get into the playoff like a lot of people think they are. Um, I just don't think the ACC is a very strong conference. They have two teams, maybe Clemson and Florida State, but they're not at they can go to Boston College and lose on a random Saturday. You know what I mean? Um, so I, ju- I just think they're going to win it, but they're going to be a disappointment if that makes sense. No, yeah, that that, that does make sense. Just okay. Um, I How don't about- mind, but Clemson, like, dude, Cade, Klub- Cade Klubnik is going to be really good next year because he's the one who stepped in for that DJ guy. Um, he, he could be a really uh, – a- he could be a sleeper in the Heisman race, but um, I, I'm pretty comfortable with St. Florida State. Who's going to be your disappointing team? Miami. <laughs> really? You have expectations for Miami? Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. It's because I, I fall for it every year because I'm like, man, what if Miami ends up returning to the glory days, you know? But then they never do. There was so much hype last year with Mario Cristobal back, and um, he can yeah, he, I mean, he's not an Exodus and O's guy though, and I think he needs to get that guy. Yeah, like, pe- like people were wondering why he wasn't better at Oregon with Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, um, yeah, but I'm gonna go with Miami as my disappointment. I know people are gonna call me stupid, but it's just. I don't know, man. Every year, I'm I don't think it's about. stupid. That's why I'm surprised because I expect them to barely make a bowl game if they do. I don't think they made one last year. I think they finished five and seven or whatever after losing to Middle Tennessee. 
Um, it's just so, I fought for the hype every year, so we'll see. And they also have that scandal coming up, uh, John Ruiz and Life Wallet and all that stuff. So um, that's the first NIL deal, and of course, it happened in Miami, the first NIL deal to go sideways. So we'll see how that goes. Um, my surprise team is NC State, just because they they were pretty strong last year. They oh, here, Phil, uh, and I got to go get my charger real quick before my computer dies. Uh, who's your disappointment team? Um, so, well, no, my my disappointment, my disappointing team was Miami. Uh, I think that's what because um, I I might have had high hopes, but um, but no, um. Just because I told you, I I fought for that fucking hype every year for Miami. Because I I do think Crystal Ball is a good recruiter, but he really isn't an excellent nose guy. Um, see, my winner I got Florida State. Um. Okay, I'm back. Who'd you say? Did you? Because my my disappointing team was Miami, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I don't think I really have a surprise team. I mean, NC State is a good one to go with because they were pretty decent last year. But actually, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I I believe in the hype of Drake May, so I'm going to go North Carolina. As your surprise team? Yeah. Because th- that guy can sling that fucking football. Man. He's – He's gonna be easy. He's easily gonna be the number two, the number two pick next year. So, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive all into North Carolina. Okay, we can do that. Um, let's see. Okay, well now we're entering your territory a little bit. So, some storylines for the Big Ten. Jim Harbaugh was suspended for three games. Not a big deal, just because they're not. Those first three games are non-conference games, and the Big Ten will play whoever. Um, and then Iowa gambling, a whole bunch of their players are going to be suspended or have been suspended. Uh, Iowa seems to be a ticking time bomb, which is a reason why I'm going to talk about them here in a little bit. Um, and I'll leave this to you. Is this a, a Nebraska rebound year? What are you thinking? They have Matt um, Rule. They have, uh, you know, they've kind of cleaned house a little bit. Uh, Trev Alberts is the, well, he has been the AD for a while now, but it seems like he's kind of gaining traction now. So like, what 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 do you expect out of Nebraska this season? Um, so I'm not gonna be that guy. I mean, I know I've been joking around about me drinking the Kool-Aid and we're back, but um, um I'm I'm definitely gonna take it slow this year with Nebraska. Uh my overall prediction is not necessarily a rebound, but I think they win six games. So you think so they Matt Rule, they make a bowl? Yeah, Matt Rule's first year, they make a bowl game. And then you you build off that man because, I mean, dude, right now in Nebraska their quarterback is a tank. This guy looks like Cam Newton. Like this guy looks this this guy look like this guy looks like he's built like Cam Newton. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I think Jeff Sims is going to surprise some people this year. Uh, definitely a dark, 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 dark horse candidate for the Heisman. But you know. Um, I, I think six games is, is is definitely respectable for Nebraska this year. They have a pretty tough schedule, though, don't they? Um, I think they lose their first two games. Because, um, I don't know, man, something with Nebraska playing Big Ten teams week one doesn't go so well for us. 
Is that con- is that considered a conference game? The Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, they're big time. Well, I know that, but I heard somewhere that they were trying, and I don't know if this is a part of it, where they were trying to play conference opponents but not be considered conference. No, I think it's a conference game. Okay, okay. All right, just wanted to make sure. Just because it seems weird. You don't get conference games that early. Mm, weird, really is. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like the whole week one conference game things, but I don't know. It never goes well for us. Like two years ago, it was Illinois. Last year was Northwestern. The only fucking game they won. Ugh, I don't know. Scott Frost. The, Scott Frost has put me through a lot of trauma. I don't know. So ultimately, who who do you have winning the Big Ten then? Uh, it's not Nebraska. Okay. I hate to say because I really hate Michigan, but Michigan, they're they got a lot of players coming back, um, and I mean John Harbaugh is a great, great recruiter, and he's a he's he's really made for college football. <clears throat> Did you ever think he was actually any close to signing with the Broncos last off season? Um, I, I do think he was definitely in the top three, um, but I mean, he I think he just loves that job at Michigan too much. Alma mater, that's a school, you know, the whole thing. So it's the, it's the ultimate dream for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think Michigan wins. Michigan beats Wisconsin. Um, I don't think Ohio State's going to be that good this year. Or uh, how can I phrase this? To their standard, like they'll lose to Michigan. Uh, they might lo- lose to a, a Michigan State, something like that. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I think Michigan's by far the best team in the in the conference this year. I, I don't know, man. I feel like because every year I, I, I had this thing with Ohio State, like, Oh, their superstar quarterback leaves, and it's like, oh well, they'll take a step back. But then no, there's just some other guy that steps up, and ends up being a first round pick in the NFL. So, uh, I'm definitely not taking a seat back on a State yet. But no, no, I'm not saying they're going to be six and six. But I'm also, I also don't think they're as good as Michigan. No, probably not. I mean, they have a whole new starting quarterback this year, Kyle McCord. But we'll see how he goes. Who knows? Maybe he's probably the next CJ Stroud. So maybe, yeah. That's why. That's why I'll never like sleep on Ohio State ever because they've proven that they can definitely reload on the quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who's your disappointing team in the in the Big Ten? <laughs> oh man, uh, was uh, I think Wisconsin. I, you think Wisconsin? Yeah, because uh, Graham Graham Mertz left. Um, you got a he new was coach. Not- yeah, he he never uh he never really took off at Wisconsin, um. But I don't know, man. I feel like they're gonna fall into the Iowa territory where like their offense can't get anything going, but their defense is gonna be really good. But I feel like that's where they're kind of. I, I think they're gonna disappoint. I just think for the amount of hype they're getting compared to last year, uh, and this is talking about my my disappointing team, the amount of hype they're getting this year to compare to what they were last year and also like the offensive coordinator was giving was given a certain amount of points he has to score this year for him to keep his job the whole gambling thing i just there's some people having iowa winning the division and i don't get it i don't i just don't think they're going to be good yes because they're going to have an elite defense but for them to be contending for the big 10 nah, i don't think so yeah right or am i wrong no, 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 you're right. I, I don't think so because, I don't know, man, that offense can't – it just doesn't look good. All their players are betting the under. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. 
dude, that's that's hilarious. That's actually the funny thing I've read in my life. Yeah, they're all they're all just bending me under. Like, uh, dude, you, you you talk about an all time defense like in college football, right? And an all time shit offense. Yeah, it's it crazy. was bad, dude. Yeah, Bro, and they scored, they scored seven points week one, I think, or week two last year off of two safeties and a field goal. Yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. And it was like North North Dakota or South Dakota, one of them. It was South Dakota State, I think. Yeah, the Jackrabbits. Was it? I don't know. It, it was one of those schools, but yeah, dude, it it was freaking hilarious. South Dakota State. Because North Dakota is the Bison. FCS? Uh, well, they're all FCS. Oh, okay. Uh, but South Dakota State is the Jackrabbits. South Dakota is the Coyotes, I think. Um, and I don't know what North Dakota State is. I think they're the. No, North Dakota State are the Bison, and then North Dakota. Uh, they're the Hawks, Fighting Hawks. So, yeah, who who do you have as a surprise team? Is it Nebraska? Because that's mine. I think they make a bowl game this year. No, yeah, that'll be mine. They they, even though a six and six isn't much of a surprise, but to what to where they've do to where they've been, the past couple of years, six wins is definitely a good surprise. They haven't made a bowl game since like twenty sixteen. So I think Mike Riley's last year, no, second to last year. Yeah. So that to me is a surprise team, and it stinks just because of the program that Nebraska is. You're expecting more, but I think Crazy a six. Man. I think I think a six and six season with the new coach, uh, especially from the expectations they had last year, kind of rebounding a little bit, put them in the right trajectory. I think that'll surprise some teams or some people. Yeah, um, I, I used to bitch and moan to Bo Pelini about nine wins. Now I'm on my knees fighting for my life for nine. Wins. So. <laughs> But yeah, life hits you. It's it's uh it's how fans get jaded. It's like nine wins, nine wins. Like we should be playing for championships, and then yeah. you fire Bo Pelini, and then it's you know downhill. Yeah. Um. All right. Just we got a couple more. Uh. Do you have any teams from the group of five? I think you need to keep an eye out. I had on Tulane. I think Tulane's going to be good again this year. Yep. Um. They're going to surprise some teams, or they're going to surprise you again this year. Um, oh, that, oh. that case they lost to Tulane last year looks it looks better. Yeah, yeah, they beat they ended up being USC in the, in the bowl game. So, um, I, two games to keep an eye out for a group of five teams are is Old Miss goes to Tulane week two September 9th. I think that'll be a good barometer of both teams, mm-hmm. and Boise State over Washington week one. Um, Boise State is probably going to win the Mountain West. Um, and to schedule them week one uh, is going to be a little tricky. So I think that's why that ties in with Washington being a, a disappointing team is I think they lose to Boise State. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Last, because it's so close to my heart, uh, the Big 12. We have the, some of the storylines for the Big 12 this year. Our Texas and OU are leaving. This is their last year in the conference. They go to the SEC in 2024, like we mentioned. University of Central Florida, which UCF fans hate when you call them Central Florida. So all I'm going to do is call them Central Florida. Uh, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati are all new into the league this year, uh, which is really exciting. I'm bummed out that KC doesn't get to play BYU this year, but I'm hoping they get to play them next year uh, in Provo because that, that'd be a game worth going to to go uh, watch. 
that. But uh, there's, dude, I'm most excited for this just because my alma mater has expectations that I've never experienced before. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But uh, what are you expecting of the Big 12 this year? Dude, I'm, I'm excited for the Big 12 just because it's going to be the last year of it being um, really good. Um, you know, I got my opinions on the Big 12 the year after, but um, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how, like, schools like Houston and Cincinnati do uh, just because I feel like they had some really good years in the past, especially Cincinnati just a couple of years ago, being in the Final Four. So I want to see how they kind of do in that bigger conference. Um, but, but I'm really excited about it, man. Uh, Texas, I, 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 I've been on the – I've been on um, – Quentin Ewers. You know, so, yeah, I've been on Quentin Ewers for a while, man, um, ever since he was coming out of high school. I, I really think he could be that, like, that quarterback Texas needs that really sets them apart. So um, I'm, I do have high expectations for Texas this year, even though – as you know, as a Nebraska fan in the Big 12 before, you're not supposed to like Texas, but I do think they're going to be really good this year. Uh, I do think they're going to be better than they were last year. Um, KZ has a big, important game in Austin in October sometime. They have to go play uh, up there. I think the conference championship game, no divisions, it's just the best two teams that go to the championship game. I think it's going to be K-State and Texas. Yes. That, that that's my prediction too. I think last year, dude, I was I was such on a high because before the season started last year, I said K State's going to win Big Twelve, and everybody laughed at me. So I'm going again with K State winning the Big Twelve. Will Howard's returning. The all five offensive linemen that started last year returned. The Cooper BB is a projected first round lineman. Um, the the I would say the only weak area is wide receiver. Uh, just because they they lost a bunch of people, they had a tr- they have a transfer from Florida State uh, to replace Deuce. Uh, they have a strong defense. I just think they're going to be good, man. I think they're going to be good. And this is me being a super homer, but I think K State wins the Big Twelve. Yeah, no, that's that's not even being a homer. I, I think that's just like at this point, it's just who the best team could be, and, and I really think it's K State. Who do you think's going to win? No, no, man. Texas also has Xavier Worthy on the outside. So, I don't know, man. It, to me, it's a toss-up. Flip a coin. Nah, yeah, right now I'm holding you I'm holding you to it. That's what we're doing on this podcast. Under my head? Yeah. Texas. Okay. No, that's fine. I can respect that. A lot of people are buying or drinking the Texas Kool-Aid this year, so I get it. Because dude, when you're, I think he's really going to take off this year. I think he'll be a first round quarterback. Okay, yeah, no, a lot of people are projecting that he's he's supposed to be really good. So, when we'll you are, you are a Denver Broncos. He cut his mullet, so maybe th- that'll give him more aerodynamics. That's not a word. You are a Denver Bronco if I've ever huh? seen. Him. Huh? He's a he's a Denver Bronco if I've ever seen. Him. <laughs> That'd be dope. Um, disappointing team. TCU. I don't even think. I don't have high expectations for TCU. I, I think they lost so much with Max Duggan and uh, the the wide receiver that went in the first round. I forget his name. They lost a lot of pieces, so I just don't think they're going to be like contending, I, right? I, I think they're an automatic disappointment just because of how high they got last year. So I, I think it's just automatic. Okay. Mine's going to be OU. I just think that uh, under Brent Venables, with local, local boy, uh, he went to the community college here. 
uh, played at K-State, the whole thing. But I just don't think they are where they need to be. Um, and that's going to stink for OU and OU fans because it's about to get real, real tough next season. And we'll see how long Brett Venable stays. But I think they'll be better. I, maybe like a 7-5 and five team, 8 Oh, you there? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, you, did you lag out? No, I'm here. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we lost you there for a second. But yeah, that that's my thoughts on OU. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think OU's gonna hit a, a, a definitely a rough patch for the next few years, just because Lincoln Riley really took everything, and then they're gonna they're playing catch up with recruiting and all that. So. Um, and then in the SEC, it doesn't look good for OU, so um, I'm not very high on Oklahoma either. And my surprise team is Cincinnati. I think they do. I think they're gonna make a pretty good transition to the uh, to the Big Twelve. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think Cincinnati is gonna be is gonna surprise a lot of people. In the Big Twelve. I almost put BYU, but I don't know. We'll see. It could be man. BYU yeah. man, they might. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, they have they have the money to uh to do things. They they have like a crazy amount of like boosters and shit like that. So they just needed the they just needed to find a major conference and they did. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, just I'm, I'm just I'm so excited, man. It's gonna it's be fun, dude. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this big tour for a, a while now. So. Yeah. So. As you've probably seen, I have one team that doesn't really belong there, but I I love it. Who are your final four teams? <laughs> okay, um, oh, wait, I actually – I wrote it down. Hold on, let me pull it up again. Um, just because I think I was – I think I interchanged a couple teams, um, and I wasn't too sure on it. So let me go back and look it up quick. Um. Throw, throw some banter. Tell a joke. Hmm? Tell a joke. Oh, um... I can't think of one. <laughs> um, shoot, where's it at? I had it really good. Um, hold on. Give me time. Um, I swear I, I texted it to Aaron. Okay, well, I'll put mine where you're looking for yours. Okay, I just wanted to wait a little bit because I'm going to have a team that uh, might surprise a few people. But I have Alabama, not surprising anybody, Michigan, Georgia, and K-State. I think K-State goes to the championship. I think they have uh, a TCU-like season, like TCU had last year. They might slip up in like the conference final, they might lose one in the regular season, but I think there's, they have a pretty good strength of schedule compared to the teams they play. They play Texas, uh, Texas tech, who is a dark horse to win the big 12. Uh, they play TCU at TCU. They play UCF who a lot of people have them as a dark horse. I think they win. they go through that gauntlet. Um, and they, like I said, they might have a TCU season and lose in the conference championship game or win and go to the, the final four. I think then they get shellacked by an Alabama, Michigan, or Georgia. Uh, but I think going to the final four is uh, it's a pretty good accomplishment for a Kansas State team. 
I mean, I think you're on drugs for putting Kansas State, but I mean, that's just the homer in you. Yeah. Um, but okay, so oh, yeah, I figured it out. So my final four is I think these top two teams are automatics every year. I mean, I mean, obviously they didn't make it last year, but um, Alabama, I think it's kind of it, it'd be disrespectful to not even consider them in there. Um, so it'll be Alabama, Georgia, and then my next pick, I, I do think they're going to figure it out defensively, USC. You know what? If we would have recorded this last week, I would have put USC in there instead of like an Alabama. But I just think the defense is gonna it's gonna fuck them, dude. They the I know they ended up beating them by like twenty something points, but San Jose State was putting up some points there for a minute. And unless San Jose State is like a dark horse Mountain West team, with I don't know, you know what I mean. So we'll see, I guess. But um, that's what cost them last year, man. They could not tackle anybody against Utah um, twice. They lost to Utah in the regular season, and then they lost in the conference championship, and that's what prevented them from going to the the championship. So I think that's why I left them off. Is because I just think, you know, according to how I have my season going, you know, they're not even going to win the Pac-12. I think Oregon State wins it, but um, yeah, I just I don't know. I that defense is suspect. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe once the season ends, I'll eat my words, but I'm pretty confident on USC just because, man, Caleb Williams is the man, dude. He yeah. is, and he'll he'll have all the records, all the points. He'll be in New York for the Heisman, but it's you know, two two games, maybe three games, where the defense lets him down. Unless they can figure it out, uh, we'll see. But I just think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then my last team, I'll, I hate to say it, but Michigan. Dude, yeah. I hate Michigan. Yeah. I hate Michigan. And who do you have winning the whole thing? Um. In the final, it's going to be Georgia versus USC and then Georgia. I have Georgia-Michigan. That's pretty good, too. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And then Georgia except, winning the whole thing again. Except I think it's I think it's more of a blowout with Michigan. But, um, but yeah, um, Georgia's going to three feet. I think so, too. I think it's pretty, um, pretty obvious on that. So, but, yeah, no, that wraps up our college football – preview for the season um we we will hold these to each other um that uh make sure that we keep uh, each other accountable and at the end of the season we'll revisit these and see how close we were but uh we'll go from there but yeah no i'm, I'm excited for the college football season always am all right, let's skip this part here just because we're cutting short and I want to make sure we'll 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 bring it up. This is a first show, we'll be fine. Um, but what we're trying to implement every week is a bet where Andres um he's the 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 house better. He uh knows what he's doing with that. So every week we're gonna give you guys a bet that you can you can put the house on. And it's going to come out. So Andres, he had, a, uh, he had an interesting one this week. So Andres, in our first edition of um, – uh, I'll give it a catchy name. I can't think of anything right now. But uh, what's the bet that that you're making this week that you are make, telling others to make as well? So um, this is going to be like in any sport, you know, in any sport that's going on at the moment. So yeah, don't be pissed at me if I'm choosing something that you don't like. Chill out, all right? Um, so – and I'm talking to the people now you Um, so what I have right now is 
Inter Miami is a hot topic right now. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are betting on them. So what I have is a bet slip plus uh, this one's plus nine plus nine eight plus nine eighty one. Um, it's Inter Miami. Uh, they play Nashville uh, SC. So what I have is I just have a four picker, a four pick parlay. So what I have is over three and a half goals uh, for the entire match. Uh, that's the first. And then I also locked in Inter-Miami money line. Uh, both teams to score. And then Lionel Messi to score the first goal. So lock that in. Ten bucks wins you about $100, a little less. But I think that's going to be a good one to start with. Okay. That's a good bet, actually. Yeah, so no, anything that's going on um... – we will try to 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 win you some money over the weekend. So, um, Andres, what is your what is your hot take of the week? It could be about college football. That we t- that that's mine that we talked about, or anything that might happen this weekend. Just we're project hot takes, so we got to give one hot take. We got to give the the people one hot take. And mine is that K State will make the college football playoff. I'm not saying they're going to win a national championship, but I am saying they're going to the playoff this year. The Broncos win the AFC West. Oh my God. Uh, which is a good segue. Danger Russ. Which is oh, the terrorist. Yeah. Yeah, the terrorist. Uh, which is a good segue. Uh, because next week we will be talking about our NFL preview. We will go in depth on on the Broncos, I feel, just because we're Broncos fans. We'll talk about the rest of the league, who uh surprise teams, MVP, the whole thing. Um, break it down a little bit for you guys. And we'll get you a bet to start week one of the NFL. Can you believe that, man? Ah, oh, football's yeah. back. Football is back. So, yes. plays Thursday. I can't wait. What? Nebraska plays Thursday. Can't wait. They do play. They play Thursday at like seven. So that, that'll be nice uh, to catch a game on Thursday. Um, but yeah, no, that's the first edition of the of volume two of Project Hot Take. Uh, we will uh figure things out we will be more energized i know tonight we were we recorded a little late um i will try to release this wednesday if not thursday which is perfect for the beginning of the real college football season um thursday morning so uh that'll be the schedule there but yeah i'm really excited about the things we can do here um I'm, I, f- I feel good after leaving this first edition of the podcast we got to talk a little bit um got our feet wet in this again um Hopefully we can get our audience back um, this time with sports a little bit, but yeah, I'm excited. So we will try to be the schedule that I have in mind is we will record Tuesdays. That'll give me a day to record uh, edit on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully release it Wednesdays, if not by Thursday, for sure. Cause a lot of the things that we talk about will start happening Thursday, right? Cause the NFL will happen on Thursday. College football will start happening on Thursday. Um, any big boxing match that might happen or whatever that's on the weekends. So anything like that, I think that's a good time to record. And Tuesday's a good time to reflect as well. Once the season starts going Monday night football happen, you know, whatever. So I think Tuesday, Tuesday to Thursday, Wednesday around there will be a good time to record and release. So that's the schedule that we're going to try to keep on for you guys so uh just be on the lookout for this feed uh for now uh for project hot take and i'm just glad to be back glad to be back guys this is great all right so that episode one is in the books next week we'll we'll talk about the nfl but that's that's the end of it so until next week we'll see uh we'll see you back here and my name is abel my name is andres all right see you later bye